0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited um, to be here today. My name is Norma Schneider. I'm the Vice President Academic for Norquest College, and it's my pleasure to be the MC for today's event and to introduce our Minister of Advanced Education, Demetrius Nikolaidis, who's joined us here today to share some exciting news.
1: Minister? Well, thank you, Norma, and good afternoon, everyone. It's a real uh, a privilege and honor to be here on uh, Norquest's incredible campus, uh, and specifically uh, here in the uh, Singmar Center for Learning. And um, I'm sure um, Carolyn Campbell, the president and CEO, will uh, will back me up when I say that it's just great to see so many students back on campus, and uh, things kind of really returning to normal here, which is uh, which is really fantastic. Um, But before I get started, I I just want to thank, of course, first and foremost, uh, President and CEO of Norquest College, Carolyn Campbell, as well as uh, Norma Schneider, the uh, VP academic, and uh, Gary Spencer, an instructor here at Norquest uh, College, who will be providing a few remarks a little bit later on. So, uh, as you may have noticed, um, Alberta is um, continuing to see some incredible success and in economic growth in in um, in all sectors of our economy, and furthermore, uh, not just in in our province, but uh, but nationally as well. You know, many analysts are predicting that Alberta will continue to lead Canada in GDP growth. In fact. Our economy is returning to levels that we haven't seen since 2014. So it truly is an exciting time. And this degree of economic success creates new opportunities for all Albertans. But of course, uh, this rapid pace of success uh, comes with some of its own challenges as well. And one of those challenges is a shortage of skilled talent you know put very simply there there aren't there simply aren't enough skilled workers available to help keep pace with labor market needs and demands and in fact whenever uh, i travel and uh, across the province and talked with uh, talk with employers Uh, In in many industries, whether it's in healthcare, aviation, tech, film, television, agriculture, uh, our energy sector, one of the recurring things that I continue to hear about is the need for more skilled workers and the need for um, highly skilled talent. And so to to help address some of those challenges, uh, we created... Alberta 2030, a a 10-year strategic plan for post-secondary education. In fact, it's the first strategic plan for advanced education in over a decade. Uh, We've called it Building Skills for Jobs to help ensure that uh, our students, when they complete their programs, that they have the skills, knowledge, and competencies they need to go off and succeed in in a highly competitive world. And as part of this strategy, we have been making strategic investments in innovation, uh, post-secondary programming, and as well in uh, other areas to help ensure students have access to the programs that they need. In fact, earlier this spring, I was honored and pleased to be able to announce $171 million in new funding over three years to create 10,000 new post-secondary spaces in high-demand programs across the province. This is, indeed, without question, the single largest targeted expansion of seats in Alberta's history. And apart from that, we've, we've also been making strategic investments in other areas. And back in 2021, we also made a strategic investment of $5.6 million to launch a micro-credential pilot program to explore more flexible and diverse learning options for Albertans so that every Albertan is able to access the skill development opportunities that they need to succeed. And so today, following the success of that initial round, I am pleased to announce another step forward in expanding micro-credentials in Alberta. Specifically, I'm very proud and honoured to announce that the government of Alberta will be investing $8 million over the next two years, to create new micro-credential programs. This new funding will help Albertans develop the job-ready skills that they need to be successful and help them to build new careers. Now, I understand there may be some questions about, well, what exactly is a micro-credential and how will it uh, help improve someone's employability? So let me answer some of those questions for you. Uh, In short, a micro-credential is a short-term certificate program that provides specialized skills training. Now, these programs can vary in length from a couple of hours to a a few weeks. They can be uh, a component of a degree, a diploma, or a certificate program, or they can be a standalone credential. An example of one of the micro-credentials that we're funding uh, at Bow Valley College, as an example, is in software development, which will be a component of their standard software development diploma. And here at NorQuest, we're funding, as an example, micro-credential, the Introduction to Aviation Operations, which will be a standalone certificate in this specific area. These programs uh, will help Albertans learn in-demand and highly specialized skills so that they can succeed. Uh, Furthermore, micro-credentials create new opportunities for Albertans. Long-term post-secondary programs may sometimes not be a viable option to Albertans who need to reskill or are looking to upskill. People, of course, have families to feed, bills to pay, and simply can't leave paying jobs to sometimes pursue longer degree programs. But micro credentials provide uh, unemployed and underemployed Albertans with the opportunity to reskill and upskill. These short term courses provide flexible learning options that allow Albertans to pivot in their careers, re enter the workforce, or, or just learn new skills. Now, with respect to this, uh, this round of funding, I'm very pleased to announce that we had received over 150 proposals from 21 public post-secondary institutions. And I want to thank all of our institutions for the work that uh, they've put into these incredible proposals. And the response that we received was truly tremendous. With this uh, $8 million investment today, we are able to fund 69 new micro-credentials at 21 institutions across the province. I'll break this down a little further. 21 of these programs will be here in Edmonton, 15 in Calgary, 7 in Lethbridge, and 26 in other areas. Uh, these programs also fall under key high-demand sectors of our economy. So we're, we're providing about 2.4 million for new micro-credentials in the tech and innovation space. 1.8 million of these will, uh, of this will go towards uh, healthcare micro-credentials and approximately 1 million in construction. Uh, And so to follow up, by aligning these new learning opportunities with the priorities of industry, we are building a skilled labor force to meet current and future demands, connecting Albertans to good paying jobs and continuing to build important links between post-secondary institutions and industry and employers is vital. Our future in Alberta is indeed bright and Alberta's government is committed to investing in post-secondary education to ensure Albertans have the skills, knowledge, and competencies they need to succeed. And so in closing, uh, just to reiterate, building a successful career takes hard work and effort. And we want Albertans to have the opportunities to succeed right here at home. New micro-credential programs make it easier to move forward at, uh, with, with little time. To learn more about these new programs uh, and ones that are available at at different post-secondary institutions, just visit alberta.ca for more details. Thank you very much.
0: Well thank you, Minister. We are so excited to be expanding microcredential programming here at NorthQuest and offer students and prospective students those flexible options that are really going to help them get better jobs. So I'd now like to invite Carolyn Campbell, our president and CEO, to the podium for her words.
2: Thank you, Norma, and thank you, Minister. The funding announced today by you and your government ensures that opportunities for post-secondary education are more flexible and accessible for Albertans. Digital badges and micro-credentials recognize educational achievements and labor market value because they are verified, value-added, portable, digital representations of a learning experience. Micro-credentials help demonstrate the in-demand competencies, knowledge, and skills that will be used by graduates throughout their employment. Post-secondaries work closely with industry to ensure the micro-credential curriculum focuses on industry-relevant skills and specializations. They help attract more learners into the post-secondary system by offering a way for learners and employers to customize their career paths. All while providing various delivery options and accommodating flexible solutions. Crucially, micro credentials support lifelong learning by helping to upskill and reskill workers at any stage of their working life. At Norquest, micro-credentials are developed in adherence to NorQuest's curriculum quality standards. NorQuest has developed a micro-credential competency framework grounded in comprehensive industry knowledge and badges that are issued to learners with demonstrable competency achieved. For Alberta learners, micro-credentials offer an opportunity to acquire the education, experience, training, and credentials needed to upskill transition to their current environment and employment. For employers, micro-credentials allow for flexible, rapid acquisition of new skills for their workforce and verifiable qualifications so employers can be sure that their employees have the talent needed for industry to succeed. We worked with industry through the development of these offerings to ensure learners can readily apply their skills and knowledge to any real world scenarios. Through consultation with industry partners, we know that the funding announced today will target major areas of learner and industry demand. NorQuest College has committed to being a college of communities that is building the shortest, most accessible line between learning and work. And we are well positioned to advance the relationship between post-secondary educational institutions and employers. Once again, thank you Minister for working with us to improve learner access and flexibility as we continue to work together to support Alberta's economic growth. Thank
0: you so much, Carolyn, and I share your excitement um, and extend, of course, my thanks to the government of Alberta and to Minister Nicolaides for this important funding to really expand those micro-credential programs across the province. I'd now like to invite Gary Spencer who's an instructor here at NorQuest, to share a bit about what this funding will mean for the aviation program and to also talk about the importance of supporting the expansion of the aviation industry here in Alberta. Welcome, Gary.
3: These uh, micro-credentials are really a wonderful way for students to get the knowledge, develop the skills and to step up into jobs quickly that are in demand and central to Alberta's economic recovery. As an instructor, it's really rewarding to develop and deliver education that has a high practical value and to see students applying for jobs with confidence that they have the right skills and they can follow their passion in industries that are growing, like aviation, and uh, many opportunities, especially now. So it's thanks to today's funding announcement for micro-credentials that helps students develop the foundational skills that are most required in the industry, according to our aviation partners. This means that, for example, foremost, there is a high standard in aviation for clear and effective communications when working with others, and a personal professionalism when delivering services to customers like you and I who rely on them to care for our property and our lives. So students are going to be learning and demonstrating these principles in real-life applications provided by our industry partners so that they'll arrive into the workforce more than just book smart. So we look forward to welcoming the students and uh, playing a part in their transformation to becoming capable graduates and providing value to many organizations and many sectors and helping to achieve the aims of the government's Alberta 2030 Building Skills for Jobs program.
0: Thank you, you, Gary. I can't wait to see that micro-credential in action. So this concludes the formal part of today's announcement. I'd now like to invite uh, the Minister's Press Secretary, Sam, to the podium to coordinate the media Q&A. Thank you.
4: We'll now begin the media Q&A portion of the announcement. I know there is some media in the room today. There's a mic here if you want to make your way back to ask a question. And we'll start off here in the room.
3: Question for Gary, if you don't mind stepping up to the podium again. if You could just sort of paint a little bit more of a picture of the aviation um, micro-credential program and what specifically the the students might be learning. Uh, Does it have anything to do with uh, construction or... Perhaps, uh, like you were mentioning, communications, if you can just maybe elaborate a little bit more on on that program. Sure, I've got a few paragraphs on that, but uh, the basic principles of communication and how we work with others to make clear what we can do in working together to achieve the organizational objectives, dealing with difficult situations, dealing with conflict... Working with the operations side of things, it's not so much flying planes, but you'll be talking to people that fly planes, that do the many different functions of operations and how to work and coordinate your efforts with them through communications, and some very actual skills, such as radio etiquette and the terminology and the language that they speak, because often it's an urgent or required situation that needs clarity and uh, effective professionalism to solve uh, an issue or to make a a customer's day go right. So these are the kinds of skills, and uh, there will be about eight different micro-credential badges that are all focused on each of these individual skills so students can feel their confidence and their progress as they continue through to graduating from the program. And no follow-up
4: all right we'll now go on to the phone lines and just a reminder as well be one question one follow-up operator if you could put through the first caller
5: bell bell fontaine cbc Oh, well, hi there thank you for taking my question um i have a question for the minister uh it is off topic and uh, i want to ask you about Athabasca university um you indicated last week minister that you were going to be meeting with the board of governors on monday and we haven't heard anything out of that meeting so I'm wondering if you can explain what is going on, what is taking so long, and uh, you know what in particular is the sticking point in these discussions? Because there must be something that is people are getting held up on.
1: Sure, uh, thanks for the question, uh, Michelle. Just a quick point of clarification. Maybe I misspoke last time we chatted. Um, the meeting I had on Monday was uh, with the board chair and the president. Um, I think the board of governors is meeting um, later this week, some, sometime before the end of the month. Um so but but to answer your your specific question there of you know what's what's the sticking point, what's what's taking so long. Um yeah, you know, I'm not too sure. Uh you know, as as you know, I think I've I've uh, indicated several times in the past that uh I'm really flexible and really happy to receive um Athabasca's uh, proposal and suggestion about how we might get to this end goal of having More staff based in the town, so um, I'm I'm really deferring to them for their expertise, which I think is the appropriate way. Of course, you know they know their staffing dynamic, they know their um, employment uh, dynamic better than anyone. So um, happy to receive their uh, their guidance and and recommendation. As you know, we have a draft investment management agreement before the board, and this is customary practice. Uh, Every post-secondary institution has um, signed or is in the process of signing an investment management agreement with government. And so we've included in there some targets around local employment. And as I've reiterated to the institution on numerous occasions, if there's concern that some of those targets are a little bit too ambitious, that very happy to look at alternative scenarios.
5: As a follow-up, how much longer will you allow these discussions to continue? Because initially you had a hard deadline of August 30th, and now we are three weeks into September.
1: Sure, uh, you know I, I'm happy to to provide flexibility, uh, which which I think you know was demonstrated at the last meeting. Um, so, uh, you know, it's I, I don't have any you know very kind of hard and fast. Um, stop date here, but I think you know adequate time has passed. I think we need to start moving forward here as you as you'll recall, the, uh, we had sent the institution a directive in the uh, at the end of March asking them to, to start this work. So it's been just about six months uh, or over six months now. So there certainly has been adequate time, and that's been important to me. I certainly don't want the institution to be rushed in developing these plans. So uh, providing flexibility and providing more time is something that, that I want to do. But to your point, I think at some point, uh, we have to uh, explore, you know, if there are other changes um, that need to be made in the in the IMA or, or anywhere else. But as I said, um, I'm very happy to, uh, to, to provide flexibility, very happy to hear alternative ideas from the institution. So uh, as I said, I believe they have a board meeting coming up in, if it's not in the next couple days, sometime before the end of the month. I'll wait to see what happens um, there and, and happy to chat further about next steps.
4: Thank you for that, Michelle. And it looks like we have one more uh, caller in the queue. Operator, could you put them through, please?
5: Janet Friend, CBC. Hi, I have a two-part question on Athabasca. Um, in In the investment management agreements you've got, Proposed or signed for 2223, is the proportion of staff who live in the location of the institution one of the performance indicators in any of the other post-secondary institutions' investment management agreements? And
1: if not, why is it considered to be an indicator without the Basca? Sure. Uh, short answer is no. It's not an indicator that is reflected in any other investment management agreement with any other institution. Uh, the reason that that those metrics are in Athabasca's investment management agreement are because, uh, the, you know, the institution's role and place are unique. Um, as as I'm sure you know, in the um, in the 70s and 80s, the government uh, made a very deliberate decision to move Athabasca University out of Edmonton to a um, to another center. Um, the, the town of Athabasca that shared its name won that bid. And and that uh, through that process and the the main reason that it, well, there, there were primarily two reasons that the government moved Athabasca from Edmonton to the town. First and foremost, um, given its academic mandate was and continues to be to ensure that any Albertan who can't physically get onto a university campus can access university level programming through Athabasca's distance and del- delivery models. Um, and so, with that mandate, a significant proportion of their learners were were in northern Alberta, and so moving the institution to Athabasca would help it reach those learners that that it needed to reach um, and Secondly, the main reason that it was also moved to the town was to help bring more uh, jobs and uh, a degree of economic activity. To the town and to the region, so that's an important uh, reason and foundation as to why the institution is based where it is. And so, the the investment management agreement and the metrics reflect the unique mandate and needs uh, of the institution. That's always uh, been the case when when we began the development of the investment management. Um, Process and, and designing the agreements. It was always the intent to ensure that these agreements were customized and unique to each individual institution, respecting their individual mandates.
4: And uh, follow up, Janet.
5: Yeah, I mean, some people might look at the initial intention of performance-based funding and say the. In your initial intention when you brought this into place was to incent certain behaviors uh, that would be advantageous to both the institution and students. What would you say to somebody who says, this is really a misuse of this this investment management agreement to try and force Athabasca to do something that they say they don't want to do?
1: Well, I, I would say the, the investment management agreements are um, structured to clearly articulate um, government's expectations of the institution in connection to the the taxpayer funding that they receive. And so in, in this case, uh, we've made it very clear that um, as uh, in terms of uh, outcomes that the government would like to see in receiving uh, taxpayer funding to support their operations, we'd like to see a degree of staff be based in the community. So I don't think that that's an inappropriate uh, method or approach of the use of performance-based funding or the investment management agreement.
4: And thank you very much for that, Janet. And seeing no one else here in the queue in person, that'll mark the end of our Q&A and the end of our announcement today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.